I've definitely dated my fair share of douchebags my time. <laughs> I just get tingly feeling my balls. Ugh, I'm spiraling. Oh my god, tell us everything. Flame emojis, left, right, and centre. Matt loves a bit of goth. And I need affection back. I'm really needy with that. I know I'm jealous. I'm the most jealous person ever. A relationship's like a fart. If you have to force it, it's probably shit. HighCity.com for you. I'll be bloody single and alone with 10 cats for the rest of my life. Lie, lie, lie. Hey guys, it's Anna. And Matt. And welcome to our Love Island Season 3 Recaps. Where we'll be unpacking all the villa action and keeping you up to date on all the drama. Things are about to get very juicy in here. Where's Your Head At is a podcast that talks all things relationships, breakups, reality TV, trending shows, and everything in between. This is your new go-to destination for laughs, gossip, intimate details, advice, and much more. All right, Anna, episode seven, what do you think? Wow, so much going on in this episode. We have Taku and Jess on the rocks. I'm so sad for Taku. Jess has revealed she's open to getting to know Aaron and we see them share a bed and a kiss. And on the day bed, nonetheless, they set up a day bed for themselves. Yeah, we see Ronnie. He's in a love triangle. Chris and Rachel have sex. Wow. Oh, my God. They popped the Love Island Villa cherry this year. They did. We see Emily trying to steal Tina's man, and we see Lexi and Ryan get very close and intimate in the hideaway. Let's get into it. Okay, so Jess and Aaron set up a day bed together, and she leaves Taku heartbroken in the, in the wake of it all. Heartbroken and alone in his bed. Honestly, my heart's breaking for him. Like he said, this is Love Island, not Trial and Error Island. Look, I disagree with that. Like you have to get to know other people, but yeah, like she went about it in a completely wrong way. I didn't like the way she went about it. I mean, I don't know if we've missed something and we've just not got to see specific conversations with Aaron and Jess, but Mm -hmm. from – What I can remember, Jess said there was no spark there and she moved on to Taku and now all of a sudden there seems to be a spark. I'm a little confused. I don't think that she likes either of them and I think that, as I've said before, the moment a new guy comes in, she's going to be all about them and I'm waiting for her head to do a huge turn. I think as soon as she gets them, she's done with them. So that's what my theory is with her. The she girl, loves the attention. The girl likes a bit of variety and there is nothing <laughs> wrong with that. If you're not 100% sure, there's no need to commit. And I guess she's just kind of dating around in there. She's not going to commit to anything unless she's 100%. But let's talk about who else kissed that night. So we had Lexi and Ryan share a kiss, Mitch and Tina, Rachel and Chris, which we know led to some sexy time. They don't stop kissing, do they? <laughs> and then we saw Ronnie and Courtney have a really steamy kiss in bed. I was really not expecting that. It took me very much by surprise, but I was excited to see that. Yeah, it was a good step for them. I like to see that. Speaking of kisses, though, Matt, Emily says that a kiss with Mitch is overdue. She said it in front of Tina, and I honestly, I'm starting to feel bad for Tina because she's not standing up for what she wants and not standing up to Emily. Emily has a serious set of cojones on her, the way she goes about things. Seriously, I love to watch it. Yeah, I mean, look, it's making great TV. 
Can I say I'm a fan of Emily right now? Not really. I'm finding her to be super over-sexualized. Mm-hmm. The way she talks to the boys, the way she's eating food, the way she's putting her arms above her head, everything is so sexual. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's a little bit awkward to watch, I find, as a viewer. So Ronnie has now found himself in a love triangle with Ari and Courtney. Yes. So he took them. He took Ari as his dance partner, and left Courtney sitting there looking all salty and like looking all sad and mopey, which I didn't like from her. She should have somehow got involved in the conga line. I know she's hurting, mm. but like, I mean, for me, the conga line was cringy, oh, and yeah, also God. like Ronnie was kissing her in bed. Like I'd be pissed too. I think she has every right to be pissed about that. But let's move on to the challenge. We had two challenges this episode. It was too much. Like, Mm -hmm. honestly, the challenges lose me a little bit. I don't love them. The first one was the flasher dance. Which just looked like it got thrown together by a bunch of producers. Like, how do we do this? And they've just thrown together a bunch of activities. It had no real purpose to it, did it? Yeah. The only notable thing I would say that happened was the Chris character where he played Hans. Yes, that was very funny. That and was awesome. Hans, y'all, I, I love that. <laughs> I actually, I said to my roommates, I said, that's my sort of energy. I love that sort of thing. Yeah, and good on him. He just, yeah. one minute he was super quiet and reserved and the next minute he was fully coming out of his shell. And I really love when you get to see someone grow and progress and really take a step out of their comfort zone in there. But let's not forget Taku splits. A man can get low. Yeah, that's right. I totally forgot about that. He can really get low, right? I, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, how do, you, how do you manage that without tearing your groin? <laughs> and then speaking of Chris and Hans, we see Rachel and Chris, after they've kind of announced everyone that they have sex, which is super exciting, they have a bit of a tiff. Rachel goes up to Chris. Chris asks her what's wrong. And basically, Rachel felt like he didn't really pull her for a chat. What was your thoughts on this fight, Matt? Red flag, Chris. Like, really? Get out of there, bro. Don't walk, run. It literally looked like Rachel was like, I'm bored. Let's start a fight. See, I think that someone who has trust issues like me can really understand where she's coming from. And all it takes is if he hasn't pulled her for a chat all day, for him to say, hey, how are you going? Give her a little bit of reassurance and I'm sure she would have been fine. I, and Yeah, I don't believe he didn't pull her for a chat all day. You well, know I how, mean, he didn't disagree, so obviously he didn't. You know how long the day is in there? There's no way they didn't cross paths and have a chat. I think it might not mean as much as she wanted. But, like, I don't – there's no chance. Look, I think that maybe he could step up and I think he realised that. I loved the advice that Aaron gave him. It was actually really good. He, honestly, he has some amazing words of wisdom. When he's not having personal issues, <laughs> he is a great counsellor for the villa. He should listen to his own advice sometimes, maybe. Well, yeah, he's not great when it's when it comes to himself, but when he's dealing with other people's issues, he's great. And he said, I quote, past traumas, huh? And it's true. We all have past traumas. If she's feeling a little bit insecure because of what's happened in past relationships, of course she's going to act in that way. And all it takes is a little bit of reassurance. And he came back, Chris pulled through for us, and he showed that he really is there and he's committed to her, and we love to see that. Then we had the second challenge and the winner of this got to go into the hideaway. Yep. I'm not going to lie, Anna. Like, 
this this lost me. It I, lost me too. I was so bored at this Second point. Second game of the episode, like we've already had one. I was bored. The only thing that kept me was knowing someone was going into the hideaway, but it honestly, I was a bit bored. So the premise of this challenge was that a couple went up and then they one told a lie, one told a truth, and the other islanders had to pick who was telling the lie. Yeah. Look, I, it just was oh, – some of the p- things people were saying was ridiculous. Was there anything that stood out to you that people told a truth about? Nothing stood out. And honestly, when Lexi and Ryan ended up winning the hideaway, for me personally, it was a huge anticlimax. As I've told you before, I haven't connected to either of them mm-hmm. in the villa, but – Seeing them in the hideaway together, getting vulnerable with one another, really opening up, for the first time I felt a little bit of a connection towards Lexi and Ryan. It was really nice to see. There was obviously a lot of excitement around them being in the hideaway and I guess for the first time I really felt like they really like each other. It was nice to see. I've got a question for you, Anna. Yep. Do you think Lexi was number 501? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she's going to have sex with him. I think that she's really into him and I think she realises probably, I think when a guy has a high number like that or at least says he does, I think she (laughs) realises that she's probably going to have to wait and chip away at those walls. So I'm excited to see her do that. I'm excited that finally since they're looking like the strongest couple in there at the moment other than Rachel and Chris – that I finally have a small connection to them and hopefully that can continue to grow, Matt. Yeah, I hope to see him grow as well. Let's jump into episode eight. Okay, Anna, so that was a massive eighth episode. Huge. Huge. It started off with Ryan and Lexi returning from the hideaway. Yep. Then we saw the dreaded return of the truth bike. I know. Oh, no, the truth bike. No one likes to see that. Then it went to a massive recoupling. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you reckon there was as many tears shed in that recoupling or did I shed more in my time there? I mean, look, they were definitely fighting you for the number one position there. There was a lot of tears in that episode. Very emotional. Very emotional. And then we saw the return of the monk for no apparent reason at all. She just rocked up, gave us some fake news and left us hanging. (laughs) Well, you got left hanging badly. I was like, why are you here and what is going to happen? Honestly, we have so much to unpack in this episode, so let's get into it. All right, so Ryan and Lexi returned from the hideaway. Obviously, Lexi went off with all the girls. They started gossiping between them about her time. Then Ryan took the guys for a chat and he reported back to him that he only made it to second base with Lexi. I think he didn't mind, though, that he only got to second base. It seemed that he was pretty respectful and I Un- think... Unusual for him. He normally gets 500 <laughs> home runs. So. He's done enough. He doesn't, need to, he doesn't need to make any more home runs. He's, He's ha- taking it slow this time. He's happy to be at second base. Then we saw the truth bike map. Yes, so as we all know, you are legally obligated to tell the truth on that bike, that you cannot lie, <laughs> that it just it's just not possible to lie on that bike. As soon as you're on it, you have to tell the truth. <laughs> we did this, they did this. Everyone's very honest with the truth bike. I think we do forget that we could lie. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, everyone just tells the truth, even how much trouble it gets them in. <laughs> and we saw that with Mitch and everyone was coming for him on the hot topic of Emily and Tina. Mitch unraveled on the truth bike. Everyone was calling him out. He was trying to sit on the fence and the Islanders were not letting him sit there. Reading Borif is just such a cop out. 
Yeah, he can't ring both, but I think he's really confused and we saw that. And I think when we started seeing him get really emotional throughout the whole episode, I really started to feel for Mitch. I felt like he has a really good connection with Tina and then he has this temptress in Emily coming through and he's very conflicted and you can see that. Okay, so another notable thing that happened on the truth bike was when we heard Lexi say that she thought Rachel and Chris weren't compatible, Matt. What was your thoughts on this? Mm, So I think that was a strategy move. Totally. That's my thoughts exactly. Yes. I think she sees him as a threat and she thinks that if she plants those seeds maybe in the viewers, in other islanders' minds, that then – it will start to grow and people will believe it. Yeah, I mean, couples fight. I think it's a bit rich to say that they're not compatible because they had one little tip. I know. Try spending 24-7 with someone. You're going to fight. Something's going to come up. It's inevitable. But then we saw Rachel say that if Chris asked her to be his girlfriend, she would say yes. Oh, that is cute. So hopefully they get to that stage. Hopefully we get to see another boyfriend and girlfriend form in the villa. I would honestly love that. That's what we're putting all our hopes and dreams on right now. We're all our eggs in that basket. Well, let's talk about Emily and her tactics on her approach to Mitch. What do you think about it? Well, I mean, we heard Tina say in the beach hut that Emily is very unnatural. Everything's very sexual. And I really felt that as a viewer. She has a lot of sexual energy. and I'm A not lot gonna, of sexual energy. I'm not going to lie. Mitch is getting sucked in by it. Yeah. And I'm not going to blame him here. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's, Matt's getting sucked in as a viewer as well. I know. And if I was in his position, I'd be getting sucked in by that sexual en- energy yep. as well. Like she is putting it on thick. And he is getting caved by it. But I don't know if he still looks like he's still into Tina, though, at the same time. I mean, Tina's just such a cool girl. She's so authentic. And I just honestly, I find it hard to watch Emily being so overly flirtatious. All right. So they were crying before the recoupling. So you know that this recoupling is going to be big when everyone in the villa is already tearing up. Yeah. We saw Tina crying. We saw Mitch crying. Then when the recoupling's beginning, Emily starts to cry. Do you think they were real tears? From who? From Emily. They didn't look too authentic. But who, I, I mean, I got called out for fake tears and, they were compl- <laughs> and mine were completely real, you and know. that's every drop was real for <laughs> yeah. that. To be honest, I don't think Emily had a lot to cry about. She saw the guy she liked. She picked him. Yeah, she probably felt bad. I think she probably was worried about what the public were going to think and maybe that's what we were seeing when she was crying. But let's talk about the recoupling. So we had Emily choose Mitch, which we all knew was coming. We could see it the whole episode. Aaron chose Jess. Chris chose Rachel. Ryan chose Lexi. We see Ronnie choose Ari, which was very interesting. Mm, mm. Did you think he was going to do that or did you think he was going to go back to Courtney? I hoped he was going to do that. I can definitely see sparks between them. So definitely on standby for that relationship. And then we finally saw Taku choose Tina. Yes. So I was happy with him picking Tina and leaving her in the villa. And it obviously left Courtney single. And look, I was hoping Courtney was going to get dumped from the villa. Yeah. And I know you were as well, weren't you? Yeah. I mean, as a viewer in those high emotional situations and because I'm very connected to a lot of the other Islanders, I was happy to kind of see Courtney go. So the monk 
surprised us all, came out, and she gave us the news that Courtney was, in fact, one of the favourite Islanders voted by the public, you guys, Mm. and then she made the decision to keep her in the villa. Okay, I said it before, don't piss on my back and tell me it's raining. (laughs) That is fake news. I do not believe that Courtney is one of the most favourite Islanders in the villa. Yeah, I don't think that's true. We have spoken (laughs) to an array of people and... Unfortunately, Courtney is not at the top of the list of people's favourite islanders. Or the one, the one they want to find love or something and they worded it. Yeah, yeah, same thing. But, I mean, I think they're keeping her in there for a reason, whether that's a Casa Amor coming or something. I think they've left us hanging for a reason. And I'm excited for Monday because I'm dying to know what they're keeping from us. I am as well. It's going to be a massive Monday. I can't wait to watch it. But until then, bye. Bye. Bye.